0: Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron Podcast, episode 51. I
1: am BP, back with my main man, Todd. Todd is drowning in toys currently. He got <laughs> way too many things, and he has no place to put them.
0: So we... um. We say all the time we're out of space, yet we continue to buy things, and we are—it's just it's to the point where we're drowning in toys.
1: It's a losing battle because every time I'm like, I'm good, I'm done, like I don't need more stuff. I'm like, well, I forgot about these six things I pre-ordered twelve months ago, and <laughs> now they have got six more things announced, and now I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I need a bigger <laughs> space. I just need a whole Star Wars like collecting room at this point.
0: Maybe we should just buy a house together in, in DC and just have it full of toys.
1: It'll just be, we'll just turn it into a, a Star Wars toy mansion. Steve Sansweet, we're coming for you.
0: It'll be the DC branch of Rancho Obi-Wan.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, so yeah, before we hop into the show, we we announced we we're going to do a giveaway for this past week, but we're going to push it another week just to give more people a chance to, to enter it. So what we're doing is, since we are the Black Squadron Podcast, we are giving away the graphic novel, Volume 1 of Poe Dameron, the Black Squadron. Um, so just shoot us a DM on any any social media platform, and use the code word Oscar, and then we'll pick a winner for episode uh, when we do episode fifty-two. So um, shoot us shoot us those DMs, you win yourself a free comic, and it is really good. So yeah, I we have so much to cover tonight. We're gonna go over the Hollow Knight headlines. We're gonna cargo hold, and we're gonna do two episodes of The Bad Batch. And since it was technically, as of recording today, is the mid season of the Bad Batch, so we're going to talk about season or the first half. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's hop into the Hollow Ned headlines. <laughs>
1: All right, so to kick things off, we are actually getting a little bit of news about some of those upcoming Disney Plus TV shows. So Star Wars Visions is going to be shown in a sneak preview at Anime Expo Lite on July 3rd. So because, you know, COVID and everything, they're still doing these virtual comic cons and virtual conventions to a degree. So that's where we're getting this sneak preview panel of uh, for Star Wars Visions on July 3rd. Uh, Basically, the series is still described as a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. It's going to be a 10 episode series and we'll probably get the official release date of the show during this sneak preview. I think it's supposed to come out this fall, which I completely forgot about that we're getting something else this fall, which I'll be curious to see when it comes out because you have Book of Boba Fett in December if this is going to come out maybe early fall. So we basically roll into visions to book of Boba Fett to bad batch season two, or we just a nonstop star Wars stream of uh, content. I'm excited to, to see what this ends up being. Um, I think it'll be an interesting way to sort of tell some star Wars stories. I don't know if they're all new stories or if it's going to be retellings of, of classic star Wars stories or something along those lines. I do like the was it the Galaxy of Heroes the shorts that they did mm-hmm. or Galaxy of Adventure one of the two mm-hmm. um but that was a really cool animation style so I'm curious to see if they go what what the animation style they end up going with for this the show and you have the tie-in novel Ronin coming in too uh so we'll we'll see what this ends up being
0: I'm excited for it um it's anime, it's not something that I typically jump or dive into that often, so I'm excited to, to watch it with something i already interested in, so Star Wars being that catalyst, so maybe it'll,
1: maybe it'll spark something in me, and I want to watch more anime that's not Star Wars. And then you end up down a, a deep, deep hole of anime and anime collecting and anime figures, and then we have even less space for stuff. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> In more Disney Plus news, and this was a little bit of of a little sneaky move on their part. I didn't expect this, but Star Wars Droids, the TV show, is on Disney Plus now as of us recording tonight's episode. I I knew it was coming. It's been in a a couple of different like press releases that they've put out, but the fact that it was like no fanfare, no like, oh, by the way, Droids is on Disney Plus now. It was just woke up in the morning for Bad Batch, and all of a sudden you see Star Wars Droids. And I'm like... (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to complain. Boba Fett's in that. I love that. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with droids, it's basically uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. It's an older cartoon, but it's C-3PO and R2-D2 uh, just going on adventures together. And it's between episodes three and four. So
0: I want to say this is the show's from 85,
1: 1985. Yeah, so technically, I guess it would be before George Head. Episode three thought out, mm-hmm. but it's pre um, where we see C-3PO and R2 and A New Hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't ever watched it. I'm excited to to dive into it. Like I said, I know Boba Fett makes, a, makes an appearance in it in yeah. at least one episode. So anything with my man Boba, I got I to gotta consume. Speaking of Boba Fett, Robert Rodriguez is directing multiple episodes. So Tim Morrison, I believe we talked about this last week, but he did an interview with Rotten Tomatoes in that interview. He talked about how Robert Rodriguez directed a couple of episodes of the book of Boba Fett, which is exciting. He is the one that directed the episode in Mando season two, where we see Boba Fett in all his glory in that post Sarlacc armor where he's just decimating people with the gaffy stick. And then with the uh, missile on his jetpack that he shoots, the one transport hits the second one. And he's like, Oh, I was aiming for the other one. Like, oops. <laughs> So really excited for that. Robert Rodriguez is an executive producer for the show. So it makes sense that he would get his hands uh, a little dirty with the directing aspect of it. But uh, the more that we get about this show, uh, first off, Tim Morrison is a treasure. He, if you haven't checked it out yet, there's a commercial that he did for, I, I don't know what it was in New Zealand or it was a spa. Uh, oh, it was a spa. Okay. yeah. Mm. So he, he did a commercial for a spa company. And it's just him chilling in a hot tub. He's like, oh, I just got back from shooting the Book of Boba Fett. And it was uh seven months ago and I'm finally home. You know, with COVID and everything, I'm sure it was a he had to stay here while he's filming and and whatnot. But he, him just chilling in a in a hot tub with the the gorgeous landscape in the background. I was like, this man deserves everything. Like I, I whenever cons like come back full of force and he's there that's the top of my bucket list now is to go meet Tim morrison because he is a treasure
0: i hope he comes to the states to do some soon
1: i imagine we'll at least see him at celebration mainly because they're going to be doing promo for book of boba fett or at least if it's more than one season or catch some of that book of boba fett post premiere hype so yeah i think you're probably right and then the last little bit of news, we got some publishing news. So there's uh, two, two books that I, I saw when I was preparing for this episode. We've got Star Wars Battles That Changed the Galaxy, which is written by Jason Fry, Cole Horton, Chris Kempshall, and Amy Ratcliffe. It has everything from the Clone Wars to the original trilogy to sequel trilogy battles. If you go on StarWars.com, they've got a write-up of it, and it's got some awesome... Art that's in it, so this I feel like this is like one of those like you remember the vehicle Star Wars vehicle cross section Mm -hmm. kind of books, same kind of vibe. It it gives some background on the battles. It's got layout of planets and and battle strategies and all kinds of stuff. So lots of lots of really cool stuff from this book that I I expect. I'm definitely going to pick it up just because I uh, I love love a good Star Wars battle, and it'll be cool to have something where you can just you know casually flip through and and read all about them and look at them, and and the fact that it's got animated battles too. I yep. think it's really cool. It's going to be some good stuff in there. It is indeed. And then the last little bit of publishing news is that we got the official cover for Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston. Gorgeous. Gorgeous cover. So if, if you haven't yet, I definitely recommend checking out this cover. Um, it's basically Padme from Revenge of the Sith kind of style. Looks fantastic. Uh, the book focuses on Padme during the Clone Wars, right after she secretly married Anakin. So it's going to focus a lot on her uh, time as a wartime senator, sort of add some more background into what she was doing. While Anakin's out with uh, Ahsoka and (laughs) Obi-Wan causing all kinds of chaos in in the galaxy. Uh, And this book is coming out November 2nd.
0: I I will be purchasing said book. (laughs) I really like these Queen Shadows books that they that EK has been putting out.
1: I read the first one. I still have to read the second one, but just the, the extra background that it adds. The first one is sort of like right after Padme was the queen of Naboo, and now she's a junior senator in the Galactic Republic and the Galactic Senate, and all of the craziness that goes on with being a a junior senator and a fr- fresh-faced senator. Um, but it does add a lot of really cool, I guess, depth to her, to her character and some of the stuff that we sort of know, but isn't really fleshed out as much in the movies i mean it really fleshed out her handmaidens oh absolutely well and that's another thing that the that i think was really cool and the second one is even more about the handmaidens and and sort of the whole occupation of naboo and it just it really if if you're a big padme fan you've probably already read these but if you haven't yet i would definitely check out all of these and november 2nd you'll be able to get the third one
0: I would say if you love the Phantom Menace, that style of Star Wars, you will love
1: this series of books. Oh, yeah, absolutely agree. When's that one come out again? November 2nd. So it'll be uh, a nice little fall pickup. You can uh, you have plenty of time to read the other two if you haven't yet. And I have time (laughs) to read the the second one before the third one comes out. So they're not terribly long books either. No, nah, it was a pretty quick read I found. And like I said, it's it's an engaging read. I enjoyed it. I really liked learning about the the handmaidens and their backstories and sort of I guess the the side characters in Star Wars are are a lot of fun. Um so
0: they're technically YA, right? Young adult.
1: Yeah, I believe so. And they're not I don't think they're are they they might not be in the Del Rey line, so when you look at the Star Wars timeline, yeah. you won't see these. So you <laughs> kind of have to piece together where they are based off of the um, the setting and the environment and, and where you think if you're like, for me, I like to have all my books uh, in chronological order. So I'm always playing a guessing game. I was like, all right, this happens here. That's between these two books. We'll just stick that right there for the display.
0: Um, I can confirm that the Queen's Hope or the Queen's books are Disney Lucasfilm Press, not Del
1: Rey Gotcha. All right. Still great books. Definitely check them out. And uh, with that, that's all I've got for Hollow Knight Headlines this week. It's another quiet week, which I guess is to be expected, considering we had a bajillion announcements last week and, and little tidbits of news. So on that note, I'm going to toss it back to you, BP, for the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold.
0: The Cargo Hold segment is brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Skyward Fun Supply was born from a love of two things. Star Wars and the hobby of figure and toy collecting. They are a company that truly knows how fun the hobby of action figure and toy collecting is because they are collectors too, with over 30 years of experience in the hobby. Every item from Skyward Fun Supply is guaranteed to be in meant condition. Head over to www.skywardfunsupply.com And use code BSP10 to save 10%. Alright, this week I got two new items before we hop into what's been announced. So I shockingly um, ordered the Mandalorian retro figure a billion years ago when pre-order came out. and totally forgot about it, but it arrived today. So I got the retro figure Mandalorian, or Denjarin if you will. Um I took the retro sticker off mine with a hairdryer and I gotta tell
1: you, it made it look so much better. So I think I re- that's the same card back that the uh regular vintage collection, Dinjarin, uh pre Beskar is. Yes, yeah, it the, is. The same style. So. Yeah, I think it's the same size.
0: Uh rough it's a l maybe a little bit smaller. Maybe gotcha. like a quarter of an inch smaller. Um uh, but yeah it's it's pretty sweet uh, my den collection grows um, and I' only got one other thing, and it's not even for me. It's from my main guy, Todd. I went to Five below and found a tiny hot wheels slave one and I'm just now noticing that it's a build a death star, so there's nine ships in this set, and they build a metal death star. so all you need, Todd, is eight more pieces and you can build your own death star. <laughs>
1: And find a find space for all nine of them plus a death star
0: yeah so this is it's a i guess it's some sort of metal it doesn't tell me what kinds hot wheel starships exclusive metallic deco uh it's pretty cool all right so let's take a look at todd's
1: package All right. So I got my package. (laughs) This is when we get the uh, R-rated version of the podcast. So if you're young, shield your ears. Uh, No. So I got two uh, really cool things in the mail this week. One I just got today and the other one I got, I believe, yesterday or two days ago. So it's a lot. They're both enormous and and I don't know where (laughs) I'm going to put them. But the two things I got were the Vintage Collection Slave 1, which is... When I I'm not gonna lie, and if you follow us on TikTok, you'll you'll see because I did a whole unboxing over there. But I opened the packaging from Skyward Fun Supply because they're the best whenever it comes to sending things out. But I opened the box and I look at it and like I immediately felt like a child, <laughs> like little four or five year old Todd like playing with toys. Like I I opened the packaging, took the vintage collection box out, opened the box, took all the pieces out, spent like an hour and a half trying to get these stickers on it because they 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 had four stickers that you had to put on the vintage collection slave one. And one of them is in the weirdest position that I literally had to like bend my finger and my hand in an unbelievably uncomfortable position just to get the sticker in. And knowing me, like if I knew it was crooked or something, it would drive me insane, even though it's on the inside of it. So you don't really even see it. I was like, okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll spend an hour and a half getting that, but, as soon as i picked it up i like started like flying it around and like making the noises and <laughs> so i was like okay this is this is a little too much let's uh let's bump the brakes but it's a fantastic awesome looking piece of my collection Takes <laughs> up an ungodly amount of room
0: yeah it's I, it's awesome
1: it it looks really nice i mean it's never gonna look quite like, like a, a movie scale quality slave one mm-hmm. but for what it is it's fantastic and and i'm really excited it comes with a little han and carbonite figure uh really really pumped about that it's going 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 to be right with all the other boba fett stuff that i've got in my collection (laughs) and then the other big thing that i got is the battle of endor or i guess it's the heroes of endor uh black series i want to say this was like convention exclusive like a san diego comic-con or it was one of the it might have been like one of the covid con like when all the conventions were canceled. So they had all this stuff made for, for convention exclusives. And then they were like, well, we don't have the conventions to sell them at. Let's sell them on Hasbro Pulse. But either way, it's this awesome display piece to a degree that's got five, no, four Black Series figures. It's got uh, Papaloo. It's got Luke, Leia, and Han all in their Endor outfits. It has backdrops for each of them. So it looks like the actual scene. So Luke is the scene where he's fighting a scout trooper on the speeder bike leia and han is at the uh shield door for the shield generator and then the Papalu is him stealing a speeder bike and it comes with like a little speeder bike that he's on and he's like (laughs) flying off of it 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 looks fantastic it's another gigantic piece like when the the box is all folded out and i have no idea where i'm going to put it but i'll cross that bridge when i get it there it's uh it's a later me issue and uh yeah, it's it's really cool. I've been on a huge Return of the Jedi kick recently, and I feel like it's gonna be to my detriment because like I just ordered a whole bunch of T V C Return of the Jedi figures, and now I'm debating getting all the Black Series Return of the Jedi figures and <laughs> buying like old like Scout Trooper figures and all kind of, yeah, so we'll stay tuned because you might be seeing me just talking about Return of the Jedi nonstop for a hot second. <laughs> I'm fi- I'm more than fine with that scenario. Uh anything else? that's as much as i can think of I'm, I'm always afraid because i feel like i'm forgetting stuff like it just it seems like every oh i I am forgetting something the speak of the devil the three uh art prints that i ordered on may 4th the it's uh for a new hope or empire strikes back return of the jedi uh, i can't remember the artist off the top of my head but i just got those literally right before uh we sat down to record and oh, nice. now i have to find frames wow. for them, but and, and wall space, which I'm quickly running out of and more um, space. I have, I have a problem people, please someone if, <laughs> someone help. This is my cry for help.
0: <laughs> uh, boy. All right, so we got a bunch of stuff relatively a bunch of stuff announced in the past couple well, since the last episode out of com- completely out of left field. We're getting a GameStop exclusive. Uh, the gaming greats. From the Knights of the Old Republic, Zalbar, the The (laughs) Wookiee, basically a Ninja Wookiee. Yeah, the Ninja Wookiee. I did not see this coming. Like, this was an absolute surprise. We are getting three really cool figures. And I've been on such a kick here lately of Power of the Force figures, like the old, the three through force. But they just announced and went on sale today for Lucasfilm 50th Anniversary Black Series figures on power of the force inspired cards so we're getting a uh, new hope luke a new hope greedo and a new hope han they're the packaging unbelievable the card backs are just so good um they're killing me with this whole retro thing they've been doing like absolutely killing me
1: the the Lucasfilm 50th has been a really cool like originally I think I, it started with just like archive collection 50th and then they've mm-hmm. started to bring back they've got the Phantom Menace card backs they've got the Clone Wars ones which I was at target earlier and still can't find those to save my life so our targets are just terrible and I'll, I'll forever cry and then these Power of the Force card backs and I was really tempted to get these ones I don't have the space for them and I finally was like no like stop um, <laughs> but but the, the card back is really really cool and super nostalgic.
0: Yeah, they're and it's the red the red and orange uh back, not the green and
1: green and lime green ish.
0: But I assume the lime green's coming based off their trajectory they're currently on.
1: I'll be curious to see what else they do for this archive collection or the fiftieth the anniversary collection. Because they've done Power of the Force, they've done the Phantom Menace line, they've done the Clone Wars line. I'll be curious to see if they do um a couple other iconic lines that people love or hate i mean the, the episode three three and
0: four three and through and fourth line cards were atrocious in my opinion they were just the big bubbles that kind of looked like the ship that yoda took off kashyyyk
1: well um, it was like the same thing with the the clone wars figures too they they went for that big bubble look versus the sort yeah. of cleaner just card back look i feel like every one of the clone wars packaging
0: or th- figures had a accessories with it and it just made it like it was just a big rectangular blob instead Mm -hmm. of like a clean like phantom menace style but i mean that's about it because they can't do i mean they already have the vintage collection line unless they bring back some more like the original black series boxes with the black with the orange stripes and the blue stripes
1: they could and i it's because i just looked at it but they could do the attack of the clones line remember how they had the blue card back with just the uh two hands holding the Luke's yeah, yeah, lightsaber yeah, yeah. up, really simple card design. Cool. It's a little boxier looking, um, but that's I could see them possibly doing that. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool.
0: We'll, wait, we'll never, we'll never see them in in person <laughs> unless we order them online. Yeah, but yeah,
1: they could, they could do it because the 20th anniversary of uh, Attack of the Clones is coming up too. So maybe they'll do some kind of throwback for that. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Um, and then. Ugh, more exclusives, folks. Um, so for anybody who listens to the show and they don't collect like we do, when you see an awesome figure announced and then they hit you with the e word right afterwards, it's just you know it's going to be awful. Um, so the next three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things I'm going to tell you are exclusives, and it's 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 already gone really poorly. So we'll get into why. Uh, but first up, the Bad Batch figures, Walmart exclusives. Uh, clone rex clone rex clone captain rex with the poncho and new armor crosshair or new colored armor i don't know it is new armor right
1: technically it's the imperial crosshair yeah. so we That's, had bad badge crosshair for all of like two seconds and now it's in his yeah. imperial outfit his all black kind of death trooper looking outfit
0: and spoilers i assume we're going to get more different looks for him <laughs> after this recent most recent episode uh, So yeah, Walmart exclusive. I think it already went on sale. I think it sold out within like a second because of bots and such. And they're on eBay for two, three hundred bucks. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember because I was just curious, like I, part of me was like, oh, I'll grab one. And then I personally don't want it, but I know it's going to be a nightmare for people to get. So I was like, oh, I'll pick one up. And then if someone was uh, unable to get it, really wants mm-hmm. it, you know, help them out. Collectors helping collectors kind of mentality. Uh, the Rex went up at 1 p.m. Eastern standard time and was sold out by one Oh one, but I'm pretty sure it was sold out more like by one p.m. and 15 seconds or something like that. Like it was atrocious. And then I kept Walmart's site open just to see, and they would sporadically have like five more figures pop up for pre-order, but then you would go to pre-order it and go to checkout. And as soon as you'd hit checkout, it was like out of stock. It's, it's just frustrating because you know, at, at some point, it makes it not worth it to collect these things. And if you're a full set collector, like this Captain Rex and Crosshair are part of that Bad Batch, and they're doing the whole mural on the Black Series line now. So if you're not able to get those two, then you're going to have two gaps in your mural collection. And that that that's not fun. That takes the joy out of the collecting. Or you pay $100 on eBay to get a $29 figure. Like, there's there's no fun in that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, these these large chains doing their exclusives and they just need a new system because it's not people. It's not it's not people buying them. And and a lot of times Walmart is notorious for this. If you do get lucky enough to purchase one of these nine times out of 10 months later, you get an email saying your order was canceled. So it's it's these exclusives are a huge bummer for collectors. Um, But speaking of more exclusives. This one's a little more interesting because it's from Walgreens, of all places. Um, I've actually been super lucky with Walgreens exclusives in the past. I think I have them all, and that's just randomly finding them. Asterix, it does help there's 70 million Walgreens in D.C. <laughs> so you just have to turn a corner and you see one, so odds are you're going to find something exclusive there. But it is the uh, 212th Battalion Clone Trooper. And not to leave out our Canadian friends and listeners, the this same clone tripper is an EB games exclusive exclusive for you guys up there. So keep an eye out for that one too. Hopefully the odds are in your favor for that, but let's talk about the, the most recent Amazon exclusive that is just impossible. Like it was it was never going to happen. Like it was never going to happen for real people to get this. And they did. And if they did, it went directly to eBay. I think that this was on eBay before it was <laughs> on sale on Amazon for like triple, quadruple the cost. But it's the Bad Batch Vintage Collection 4-pack. You get Clone Trooper, Captain Rex, and his Brocka. so the poncho. Uh, clone, Captain, is it Ballast?
1: Yeah, I believe Ballast. And, mm-hmm. and he's a new clone, so maybe it's a little spoiler for what we'll see maybe a little later on or we'll find out who knows uh then clone captain gray
0: and an and an elite squad trooper uh these sold out within seconds uh and they were immediately on ebay you can go on ebay right now It actually made its way a screenshot made its way through twitter to 300 bucks a pop for these um 60 dollar sets
1: And this one is a little pricier because it does include four figures, but it's frustrating because these four packs are really cool. And it's a great way to get a whole bunch of figures to the vintage collection line, which is a very loyal collecting group. Anybody who's a big TVC fan, they love having interesting and cool figures. And these are all new figures when a lot of the TVC recently has, has felt like it's been repacks and, and figures that have existed previously. So it's it's frustrating when these are exclusives that are really cool collecting pieces or even just for kids, like having a, a three and three quarter clone captain Rex or an elite squad trooper. Or if you want to buy a couple of elite squad troopers and, and create your own little army or something like that, you can't do that when these sell out in milliseconds to bots and scalpers and then end up for three times the price on eBay.
0: Yeah. It's been a, it's been a bear. Um, to say the least but speaking of the vintage collection this these aren't new new announcements um but we did get some card back reveals for the clone Wars season 7 ahsoka vintage collection and the mall and i the only reason i noted this in in the cargo hold the toy news section is just because they're gorgeous like they are the the packaging is stunning even if you're into packaging like i am <laughs> um but big big fan they crushed it with the and the mall uh packaging
1: yeah the, the card backs on these are, are gorgeous they they make me want to collect the clone wars tvc line mm-hmm. because of how good they look just because i, I like to keep my tvc figures on card mm-hmm. um because the artwork looks really cool half the time and it's a uh, it's fun to have something still in in a pocket in a package. I, I don't let those guys breathe. I let all my black series breathe, but not my t- vintage collection figures. um But because I'm up, I'm the way I collect. I either have to have all of something or none of it. I either get like a bunch of Clone Wars TVC figures, or I'm not going to get any of them. So they're, they're gorgeous. I mean, if you're if you're a Clone Wars or or a full TVC collector or something like that, you are in for quite a treat because these are really nice. Uh, really nice card backs
0: and to wrap up the cargo hold section, we have one more set of releases and we got the an- announcement for funko pop concept series so they're continuing that line we're getting han solo a stormtrooper and a snowtrooper um, so these are based off rob McQuarrie's artwork so if you're super into that these are perfect for you uh, i'm not a fan of any stormtrooper uh, original Trilogy, Stormtrooper, Design, and Funko. It just makes them look like a weird triangular thing. I just don't like it, um, so they're not for me. But if you like them, you dig them. You do you, baby. Up next is the Skyward Top 10. So this week, the top 10 selling things from Skyward.com. Number 10, the Vintage Collection, Captain Rex. Number 9, the Vintage Collection, The Armorer. Number 8, the Black Series Archive 501st Clone. Number seven, the Vintage Collection Wave 9, the entire case. Number six, the Black Series Archive Commander Cody. Number five, the Black Series Archive Darth Revan. Number four, the Vintage Collection Bo-Katan. Number three, the Vintage Collection Danjarin in the Beskar. Number two, the Black Series Rogue One reissue set. And number one, the Vintage Collection, Slave 1. And up next, the
1: Bad Batch. The cavalry has arrived! (laughs) Spoilers! Spoilers! All right, so we're going to kick things off with uh, a little breakdown of Episode 7. We skipped the Bad Batch last week, so we're going to cover Episodes 7 and 8. But uh, to kick things off with 7, BP, what did you think about this episode? It was a... uh, a little bit of an interesting episode. We got a familiar figure showing back up again. So I'm, uh, I I enjoyed it, but I want to, what were your thoughts on this?
0: Um, if, if, and spoilers, obviously moving forward, the rest of the show, if Rex wasn't in this episode, I don't know if I could tell you anything about it.
1: I would agree to, 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 to a degree. Um I think Rex showing up moves the story forward but at the same time uh I don't know.
0: Uh yeah, it, the second half of this episode probably could have been its own episode and the first half probably could have been a different episode that would have been really boring. But the second half got it got pretty bananas. Yeah. And frightening for Wrecker fans such as myself.
1: <laughs> Your boy sweet boy. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and break it down. So the episode starts out with them running a mission for Sid. It's another uh, one of those scenarios where they're trying to get some credits to pay off their debts to Sid because she's basically helping them survive at this point. She's their uh, their commanding officer to a degree. Uh, so their, their mission is to retrieve a lizard named Ruby from the Rokal. The Rokal are shooting at their ship as they're flying away. It's all kinds of chaos. Echo is working on fixing the hyperdrive, which I feel like this is the havoc marauder is just the Millennium Falcon at this point because it's always got something broken or the hyperdrive's not working or chaos is ensuing on the ship. It's it's just a big old bucket of bolts at this point.
0: I will say that there is a severe hyperdrive issue within Star Wars as a whole. <laughs> that we need some better securities around said drives.
1: I feel like it's just so easy that, like, all right, well, we're about to escape, but all know the hyperdrive is broken again, yeah. or yeah. someone sabotages the hyperdrive, or they need like a hyperdrive extended warranty. You got? Yeah. Imagine if there's someone like you know, like the people who call about your yeah. car, car car warranty. Could you imagine that it's like a uh Star Wars call center where they're like, "We're here to call you about your hyper hyperdrive warranty." We've been
0: trying to reach you in regards to your hyperdrive warranty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so while Echo's trying to fix this hyperdrive, the lizard escapes. It jumps on Wrecker's face. apparently, we have to have more chaos happen to poor sweet Wrecker during this episode. Stop uh, hurting my boy! Wrecker's <laughs> running around the ship. He runs into a. It uh, was it the chair? Like in the pilot's seat? <laughs> yeah, he runs into the chair. Ruby jumps off his face. Eventually, they're able to get the hyperdrive working because they gotta escape. Move move the story forward. Uh, they get back to Ord Mantell. They give Ruby to Sid for her client. They're like, "What? What is? Why? Why do we do this?" And Sid's like, "I don't. I don't care. They either want this as a pet. They want to eat it. I don't ask questions." Uh, and then she's like, "Hunter, come back with me. We'll, we'll get. We'll get you paid." Uh, so she leads Hunter back to get paid. Hunter notices that there's several patrons in the cantina, including a. Hooded figure lurking in the shadow. Whoever could this be? Darth Portia. Vader. Portia. It's, it's actually Darth Maul. It's Maul. He's back again. <laughs> he never goes away. He's always always in the shadows. Wrecker and Omega ask Hunter if they can go do their post-mission tradition. Uh he, he lets them so they go run off to get some Mantel mix, which so there's two fun things about this. You, I believe, you can buy Mantel Mix at Galaxy's Edge, but the like promo PR boxes that they sent out to people before Bad Batch came out actually had a thing of Mantel Mantel Mix included. So, a little what, sneaky what, on what, their part.
0: What is it? Is it? It's just like popcorn, right? It's a like candy it's got, popcorn. It's
1: probably like kettle corn or something, but it's yeah. just dyed a different color to make it more Star Warsy. Add some blues in there, and everything turns a little more Star Warsy. i I, i'll tell you what though i have a real big hankering to try it after seeing it
0: uh yeah i'm actually looking up right now oh there is a recipe on the internets
1: score i know what i'm doing later so while sid and, and hunter are talking you know payment sid gives hunter a third of their promise credits and hunter's like hey like what gives this is you're shorting me like where's pay my money where's where's my uh show me show me the credits Sid's like, hey, no, like, I'll give you this money, but I'm also covering your docking fees, uh, your gear, your rations, and 20 portions of Mantel mix. And Hunter's like, what do you mean 20 portions? And then they cut to Omega and Wrecker buying Mantel mix. And when the uh, person asks, you know, can you pay me 14 credits for the two Mantel mix, which got my brain turning? I was like, all right, so if each Mantel mix is seven credits, and then I looked at what the popcorn and galaxy's edge is going for. And it's like $7. I was like, all right, one credit equals a dollar. I've cracked the code. I'm now going to refer to everything in, in, in in Republic credits.
0: I, okay. I'm curious. I'm looking at this recipe. I can't, it's literally spicy. Ooh. So the purple is the sweet and the red is quite literally red hot cinnamon.
1: So it's like red hots.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's basically red hots. So you, you actually use chili powder and salt.
1: I'm game. I'll try it. I'll probably regret it, but I'll try it.
0: <laughs> Do you have a Whirly Pop? It's a it's a pot that's specifically designed to cook popcorn.
1: I don't. All right. Well, you know, because I always <laughs> complain that I don't have space for anything. It looks like I'm buying a Whirly Pot now just to make this Mantel mix, which will probably make my stomach upset. But that's okay. That's beside the point. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. roll with it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. So while they're arguing about. The payment hunter wants to get more money. Obviously, it's like, No, I'm covering all your your fees. Like, get out of here. They hear blaster shots in the bar, they're like, All right, well, let's go investigate what this is. Hooded figure was the one that's shooting. Hooded figure turns out to be none other than Captain Rex because we knew he was coming from the trailers
0: <laughs> and
1: he had to make a very dramatic entrance. It seems by firing at some uh patrons that wanted him to move
0: out of their seat, trying to stay undercover shooting people in a bar
1: i don't know they're always like i'm staying undercover i'm keeping a low profile decked out in all of their clone (laughs) armor it's like it's okay i'm undercover wearing the most iconic armor in the galaxy like 501st armor very common like very iconic (laughs) the bad batch walking around in their armor very iconic and doesn't blend in with a crowd like they're hunter walking around with his bandana on all the time like when the logic makes no sense but god do i love it
0: bless their hearts
1: uh one thing i thought was funny was that when rex like reveals himself they're like oh rex like hey how are you doing sid's like i'm so tired of all these clones showing up in my bar she's like this isn't a daycare for clones anymore like a lost soul's home kind of thing rex and the bad batch catch up rex tells them how he's been keeping a low profile in his full clone armor uh and he found them through the martez sisters so you know all the speculation we had about who it could have been turns out it was rex kind of thought it would be rex based off of the fact that r5 was the the droid that was or r7 um the ahsoka's droid was the one that was on the martez sister ship wrecker and omega arrived from getting snacks and one thing i thought was funny is echo seeing rex wasn't like a huge deal like Recker made a bigger deal about seeing rex than echo did which is kind of weird considering echo and and rex's prior relationship you think that they would be like oh my goodness like rex like so good to see you like where have you been what's going on so i feel like that they kind of missed a little bit on just the um brother uh dynamic that they had going on there but Wrecker, God bless his heart, is just full of love when he sees uh when he sees Rex. He's like, oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, re- re- just bless Wrecker, you know.
1: Plus <laughs> is Wrecker is just a big, big, sweet, loving, gigantic, strong man. Rex meets Omega for the first time. He Basically, it's like you. You don't like you're you're a clone, but you don't look like us. And and I thought it was funny that Omega can tell that Rex is a first generation clone based off of the lines in his face and everything. Definitely uh, is a good reminder that the clones age rapidly. So I, I never really thought about that, and we do see like an older Rex in Rebels, but just the the fact that there's already like you can kind of tell the difference in the clones based off of facial wear and tear basically.
0: It's also a good reminder to wear sunscreen.
1: <laughs> and yes. also, Omega,
0: mind your business, okay? My <laughs> guy's been through a lot. You're out here <laughs> throwing
1: stones at his wrinkles. She's like, yeah, you're looking like a dinosaur Rex, like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and of course, because this episode we have to have a little drama, Rucker says that his head is bothering him, As for a med pack. They're like, you've no, like, we're stop, we've given you so many med packs already. And Rex is like, wait a second, like, your head's bothering you. Have you had your inhibitor chips removed? Of course, they haven't yet. So, once that happens, Rex, seeing what happens when the inhibitor chips kick in and the full chaos unleashes, immediately goes for his blaster and is ready to just mow down the bad badge without remorse. Fortunately, that doesn't happen, and they, uh, are basically like, you know, we got to figure out a plan to get rid of these uh, these chips. chips. So they head to Braca, which was really exciting for me to see. I know you or have kind of scratched the surface on Jedi Fallen Order, but at least you've seen Braca and the yeah, I've been the, to <laughs> the ship graveyard that it is with the the scrappers and everything. So they head to Braca to meet up with Rex to remove the inhibitor chips. During the trip. We find out that Omega doesn't have a chip or that she doesn't have a chip, even though she might have a chip and she doesn't know she has a chip and someone's going to whisper some secret commands into her or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? I I could see them pulling something like that. Like, oh, I don't have a chip. And then they say, like, execute order 74 or something like that. (laughs) And Omega just turns into this giant rip monster. Who knows? wrecker's got some uncertainties about having his chip removed of course they need to do it but he's it's kind of like when you say like oh i need to go have surgery and he's like do it really though like is it that bad can you sure i can't get away with not having this done yeah he's he's a little bit of a big baby but that's okay he is he's he's just a sweet boy (laughs) he's so sweet uh they land on to meet up with rex and hike to a wrecked venator class star destroyer where they can use the same medical bay that we saw in the finale of uh, the clone war season seven that they used to get Rex's inhibitor chip out. So cool to see that they have to move stealthily through this star destroyer graveyard, basically because there's scrapper guild patrolling, which I got really excited when I saw that. Cause they're wearing the same like outfit that, that uh, Cal Kestis wears. So I was like, I know these guys like this is familiar. I know, I know this, this is all connecting. It's one <laughs> giant story.
0: And there was another, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, throwback, callback, the Dianaga.
1: Yeah, so they get to this wrecked uh, venator class destroyer. They work their way up towards the medical bay. Uh, As they first enter, Hunter senses something in the water because he's got those super heightened, fantastical, cat-like senses. Um, So he tells everybody, like, hey, avoid the water. It was interesting that Rex talks about how fives tried to warn him about the chips and he didn't listen, which RIP fives like he's a real one. He knew a little bit of, and I guess we haven't really thought about that or seen that, but the, the remorse maybe that Rex feels about not listening to fives. Like maybe this could have been prevented if he had listened to fives or, you know, all of this wouldn't be happening. Uh, They go to cross a gap in the ship to get to the medical bay and everybody except for Wrecker is able to get across really easily because Wrecker is a giant boy and he uh, doesn't doesn't exactly get across a a I don't know if it was like a power line or whatever they were using as a uh, a little bridge to cross over this gap, a little rope. So, of course, he knocked like it falls down. (laughs) He he swings like a pendulum into the other side of the gap and just full like head first, instant concussion inhibitor ship going like bananas off of that. uh, And, and ends up dangling dangling right above the water where a Dianoga pops up. Like you said, they they seem to always like to throw a uh, Dianoga into any water scene. (laughs) Little little (laughs) throwbacks like, Oh, we got this giant body of water and a destroyed ship or in in a heap of trash. Let's throw a Dianoga in there. That'll be fun. They get to the med bay. Echo starts calibrating the surgical pod. Tech pulls the inhibitor chip scanner that he's finally finished building, uh, puts it on Wrecker's head to see how his inhibitor chip's behaving. Omega's a little worried about the dangers of the surgery. She doesn't want to be orphaned. Maybe this is some foreshadowing later on, where I mean, this would be super sad if it happens, but <laughs> members of the Bad Batch start to die off, or some of these father figures that we're seeing with Omega start to go away and it's this whole idea of omega's by herself but she's not alone maybe Mm -hmm. we'll see i don't know that would be sad i could see them just being like all right well you had fun with uh, the bad batch now it's time to emotionally destroy you like we did with (laughs) clone wars and and mando and every other thing that filoni seems to touch that starts out really fun and then all of a sudden you're contemplating your emotions at 4 a.m about (laughs) why you agreed to watch this tech's about to have record go under for surgery he's about to give him a little a little injection of some anesthetic little little knockout juice and uh, all of a sudden record goes bananas full order 66 mode like grabs tech by the throat <laughs> no no holds bar whoops everybody just no no mercy <laughs> beats tech down beats rex down beats hunter down uh, omega goes to shoot wrecker as he's choking the living life out of hunter like against a wall and uh wrecker decides like oh you shot at me okay i'm gonna go chase after you so chases after omega she hides he finds her he's about to kill her stunned by rex 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 is here to save the day all of them get their chips removed and the episode ends with rex talking to somebody on his com link about meeting at the rendezvous maybe it's ahsoka Maybe it's Bail Organa. Maybe it's Mon Mothma. We know that at this point, Rex is somehow tied to the rebellion, maybe, because he says that he's still fighting for the Republic, fighting the good fight kind of mentality. So we'll see. I I mean, we talked about this at the beginning, but they're probably building to some sort of early days of the Rebel Alliance. So
0: maybe he's talking to Infus Nest, (laughs) her mom.
1: (laughs) Possibly. That'd be fun. The the OG Emphis Nest. Yeah. Uh, While they're departing, a Scrapper Guild patrol finds them, and one of the patrol tells the other to inform the Empire, and then that is where the episode leads off, and we jump right into Episode 8. Episode 7 was an interesting one. Um, Really, it's kind of nice to see them build these arcs a little more, because that's where we're about to talk with Episode 8. Episode 8 picks up right where Episode 7 left off.
0: They've done a really good job about that.
1: Well, and this is like, I feel like other than the first couple of episodes, this is the first time that we've had an episode that feels like it isn't just a one-off adventure. Like they had a couple one-off stories, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the adventure on Salukamai was uh, sort of isolated. It was part of the greater story, but it was a little more like the, a condensed, isolated story. But for, uh, for episode eight, what were your, uh, what were your thoughts? I enjoyed this episode a lot. Not just because of the crazy cameo at the end, but for other reasons.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is a really good episode. I would say it's probably, if you're ranking the first eight episodes, it's number two overall, with number one being number one.
1: I, I would agree with, with that. I, I feel like this one definitely um, was a good balance between moving the story forward, adding a little new drama, and also having a lot of cool action and bringing back some stuff that I've been missing the last couple of episodes.
0: Um, I don't know. We'll probably talk about this, but when Wrecker is carrying a proton torpedo and he literally throws it, it <laughs> hits somebody with it. That's yeah.
1: He's, well Wrecker with any sort of explosive or ordinance or anything like that is my favorite thing now in this show, just because he's, it's like a, it's like a fat kid in a candy store. It's true. It's he sees any sort of explosive or on ordinance, and and he's just so happy. And it's like the this is mine kind of mentality. So hopping into this episode, this episode starts out on Camino. It's got Crosshair and his elite squad of troopers entering a room on Camino, where Admiral Rampart, who we haven't seen in a hot second, is talking to Prime Minister Lamassu. Uh, Rampart basically is warning Lamassu, like, "Hey, I need to be in the know about everything that's going on here." Lamassu obviously has got his own contingency plans going on that he's not disclosing, but we'll see. We'll see. I think at some point we might get some kind of clone rebellion thing because they're going to have to tie up like what happens to the clones that you eventually have to shift to stormtroopers and, and conscripted soldiers. So I think maybe not this season, probably not this season, but in a later season, the whole idea of a a clone rebellion, which I think was in the original battlefront two game. Like one of the missions you play is, uh, as a stormtrooper going to put down the clone rebellion, as they're trying to build an army to fight against uh, the Empire, it does not. The Empire wins. Crosshair reports that scrappers on Braca report a power surge on a Jedi cruiser. Rampart wants them to send a scout team, and then Crosshair is like, "Well, oh, before we do that, let me show you this little bit of information." It's Clone Force ninety nine. He shows a little uh, hologram of our boy Hunter in his very discreet outfit. <laughs>
0: yep. Totally undercover.
1: Uh, Lamassu wants the Empire to capture Clone Force 99, bring them back alive since they're considered assets to him. Brain is not interested in any of that. He wants them all killed. You're all dead to me kind of mentality. We jump back to Braca, where Wrecker is teaching Omega how to disable a thermal explosive. This is kind of funny. It's a little bit of that. We always joke about the dad batch, but it's the idea of a father teaching a daughter kind of vibe. Except this is a more violent example. I don't think most dads are teaching their kids how to disarm explosives. Speak for um, yourself, buddy. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a father, so I don't I don't know what you do in your household. To test her, Wrecker tosses Omega an explosive and tells her she's got ten seconds to disable it. Omega's like, I don't know what to do. Like this is trial by fire. Got a few wires, it doesn't sh- shut it off, so they basically run. Explosive turns out to just be a smoke bomb and Wrecker's laughing. He's like, I would never blow us up like what kind of madman do you think i am <laughs> omega's a little hurt by the whole thing she's like she's upset that she wasn't able to solve it wrecker comforts her comforts her he basically says that hey i didn't know what i was doing the first couple of times so you'll, you'll get the hang of it as they're walking back they notice that they're being watched by that same scrapper patrol echo and wrecker spot them and kind of do that like act casual like fly casual mentality fly casual but not too casual because then they'll know that we know that they know uh, that we're here Um, until they're ready to strike they, shri- they stun two of them one escapes on a repulsor lift and Wrecker yeets himself onto the repulsor lift to try and get the one guy that escaped the scrapper attempts to lose Wrecker by shaking him off eventually shakes him off and then he is immediately stunned by Echo so they get all the scrappers of course the scrappers have already informed the Empire that there's a group of rogue clones on Braca. Uh, they gather them all together. Echo thinks that they should just leave because, you know, compromise probably should have done that. That would have been a smart thing to do. He's the uh, smarter one. Wants, he is okay. the smart one. Hunter wants to stay and gather weapons that they could use to settle their debts with Sid, cover expenses, whatnot. Tech wants to use the intelligence on the ship's bridge because they're going to stay. He's like, all right, well, you know, if we're going to get these weapons, there's all this info and t- intelligence on this bridge. Let's Download that and sell that for credits, as, as we've seen in previous episodes. You know, knowledge goes for uh, quite a bit of money in, in the galaxy right now. So anything to kind of hurt the Empire. So they, they split up. Tech goes to get this uh, intelligence. The rest of the group go to the armory on the ship because of the Dianoga kept anybody, I mean, any of the scrappers away from basically taking everything. Mm-hmm. Uh So they get to the armory Rexer, Wrecker has an Absolute fangirl moment When he sees a wall of Explosives and Proton <laughs> torpedoes and All the things that make uh, That go boom that he could ever Want so the dude hugged the wall He did it's that's A mood I'm not gonna lie <laughs> that, I, I Want to spiritually identify with Wrecker I do and you you physically match the Wrecker persona, yep. so That's this is me, why maybe. <laughs> you need to cosplay as Wrecker. <laughs> uh, Echo wishes that they had gone with Rex. Hunter wants more of that mercenary life, so I'm wondering if at some point we see a division with the two where Echo maybe makes a push towards going with the Re- Rebel Alliance and Hunter wants mm-hmm. more of that mercenary life and see a, a not a unified Bad Batch possibly a little drama in a later later season, later episode. I
0: mean it would make sense for them not to travel in a group if they insist on wearing their armor. Right? I mean
1: Yeah, it definitely stands out when you've got a group of uh group of clones all together in the same outfit. It uh it makes it a little hard. It's like, well there's one clone, you know, maybe maybe he looted that armor. A group of guys in the same same armor, maybe that's uh that's a little suspicious don't be, uh, suspicious. Don't don't be, be suspicious. suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious just be delicious omega uh ends up going to help tech retrieve the intel she asked tech what the war was like and this was a really interesting um conversation that they, they had i at least i found it really interesting but tech described the war as a primary mission objective comprised of battles on various fronts and when omega asked for more details about that tech is like well i just told you what it it's like that's that's what the war was. So, you know, we we look at the the war in Star Wars, the, the war is part of Star Wars and the clone wars and we've seen, you know, the separatist impact on civilian populations and and sort of sort of the humanity aspects of war and and the damage and destruction that it can cause. But for the clones, they really just viewed it as you know one mission like we're doing this to meet our end goal so that that training aspect of it maybe that uh, drilled in like this is your mission go accomplish your mission mentality I just found it was interesting maybe that they viewed the war a little differently than the Jedi did obviously or or civilians or uh, just your your regular old Joe Schmo in, in the galaxy makes sense right yeah, you would think. I mean, they were bred for war. I war. mean, they're bred as soldiers. Their whole uh, whole thing is that they don't really have any free will. They, they're used as cannon fodder or used as a tool of the Republic and now a tool of the Empire. So it is kind of interesting to see that maybe lack of free will uh, to a degree with their programming. After they talk about the war or lack thereof talking about, a bunch of proximity sensors go off and tech explains to Omega what a proximity sensor is. And he just assumes it's a short circuit. And of course, right as he's like, Oh, it's just a short circuit. Let's not worry about it. Three new class attack transports fly by land surprise. The empire's found them. They are getting real. Like anytime that someone shows up somewhere, it is in lightning speed, like Ben Shan showing up record speed the empire showing up record speed. So either they're spending way too much time on planets or my concept of like travel in star Wars is just completely way off. Like I thought it would take at least a little bit to, to travel from point A to point B in the galaxy, but my goodness. It's
0: yes. uh, But I will say the, the, the new class ships are awesome. I'm really digging those.
1: Yeah. They're, they're a cool, like in between of the Lambda class and, and uh, some of the other shuttles that we've seen in Clone Wars. So, yeah, um, it's, like, um, it's
0: like a Lambda-class Lambda slash Marauder.
1: Yeah, it's like a Lambda-class on, on steroids. <laughs> the Lambda-class, if the Lambda-class was intimidating. Uh, we jump back to Kamino, where Nala Se meets with Prime Minister Lamasu. They discuss how the Empire's mission on Braca threatens their contingency plan. And obviously, we saw that Fennec Shand was going after Omega now the Empire is potentially going to kill Omega and the rest of Clone Force 99, who are a very important asset for the Kaminoans. So Lamasu fears that they're going to need to call in more assistant. Nala is a little hesitant since they already have called someone in, which I think is probably a little confirmation, or it's a smoke and mirrors thing, that Fennec Shand is working for the Kaminoans to get Omega back. Lamasu takes more of that, hey, the more the merrier. Let's get as many bounty hunters as we can to... As long as one of them brings Omega back, then we're in we're in good hands, which makes me really excited because that means that my boy, my sweet baby boy Boba Fett, may be making an appearance, and that is all that I want.
0: I yeah, I'd be fine with that.
1: <laughs> or at least any I mean, and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll jump ahead, but Caban shows up. I know who else could possibly show up. I mean, if you get Dengar, you get Embo. There's there's a whole bunch of bounty hunters that they could choose yeah. from that would Forlorn and Zuckus maybe I mean there's the, the possibilities are endless so uh, I would love to see if they introduce uh, Black Crescent like could ah, you imagine I, that just him I, showing up to as another bounty hunter
0: I want that so badly I want to see because he's my, he's one of my favorite characters in the comics I'd love to see him anywhere in live action animated anything.
1: And I feel like animation would be a little easier to introduce him in because live action. I feel like mm-hmm. if people see a Wookiee, they're going to assume it's Chewbacca kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, just like people call it like Grogu, baby Yoda, because he looks like Yoda. If you see a, a, a Chewbacca Wookiee, but he's all black, then they'll be like, oh, yeah. it's just like black Chewbacca. that <laughs> like, could get, that could be a slippery slope. <laughs> eh. All right. So Crosshair and his elite squad troopers, uh, He's got his troopers. He's got attachment of clones. They prepare to hunt down Clone Force 99 tech jams their scanners, which of course Crosshair because he was part of Clone Force 99 is like, oh, they're just jamming our scanners. Like that's why we can't detect whether or not they're on the ship. Like they're on the ship. Like, let's go, go, let's go to the ship and let's get them. We get a little bit of a cat and mouse game where the clones and, and Crosshair and his elite forces are trying to get Clone Force 99. Uh, They're trying to escape, obviously. Tech taps into their comms, learns that Crosshair is trying to push them towards the ship's hangar, so they head towards the artillery deck. Surprise! Turns out to be a trap because Crosshair knew Crosshair knew that Tech was going to tap into his comms because, again, he was one of them. He knows their strategies. It's like when uh, you play for an opposing team, and then all of a sudden you pay, you start playing for, or you playing for a team, and you start playing for the opposing team. You know everything that your old team would do especially since I feel like we've talked about this, but the bad batch is a little out uh, of their element. So they probably aren't mixing things up a whole lot. They yeah. rely on their training and what they've learned and know. So on the artillery deck, they're surrounded. Um, it's not great. Tech tells Echo to reroute the reserve power in the ship to the laser cannons, which will cause the deck to collapse with their fired. Crosshair being the wonderful joy that he is. Um, Is ready to kill everybody. Hunter's like, "Hey, like, it's not your fault. It's the inhibitor chip." Omega's like, "Please, like, listen to us. Like, you're you're not a bad person." Hunt her crosshair is immediately crosshair was like, "All right, well, if you want to talk to me, then kill the child first Like, immediately (laughs) goes to murdering Omega is his first thought. Like, okay, who are you? Like, no, I'll kill the rest of them last, but you, small one, you're first. Uh, As he's getting ready to shoot Omega, and the clones are his forces are ready to kill. Clone Force 99, uh, powers reroute it to the guns. Tech fires them, causes a shockwave, causes the deck to fall apart, people to get knocked over. Uh, Clone Force 99 uses the distraction to fight their way off the deck. They get to an exit, which is blocked by one of the elite troopers with a flamethrower. And this is what you were talking about, where Wrecker takes the proton torpedo that he's been carrying around because they've got a whole bunch of uh, munitions that they're, they're wheeling around because their plan is to sell it. He takes this proton torpedo that he's got chucks it at the elite trooper like (laughs) like doesn't arm it nothing no explosion just takes this giant torpedo and just yeets it into uh this this trooper which r.i.p little trooper you know that that's probably a a hefty (laughs) little thing like that's that's gonna leave some damage it worked it did uh tech leads them to the ion chamber ion engine chamber which is going to serve kind of as their escape off the ship because it's in the back of the ship crosshair because he got knocked over and and covered in debris and stuff when the guns got went off. Has a shuttle pick him up from the artillery deck and go towards the after the ship because again, he knows how they think. He's like, "Well, they're just going to escape off the back of the ship. Like, let's head over there." They walk their way through the ion engine chamber. By the time that they get to the end, Crosshair's already in a position to snipe at them. So Hunter sticks his head out and immediately has like a blaster bolt go by him and he's like, "Well, that's uh that's no good." So his mind all right well let's go back the way we came but as soon as he says that the engines start to turn on because crosshair sent one of his guys to go uh go to the bridge uh because he knew that they were going to go through the ion engine chamber so he's like well let's let's get those engines going let's get that uh a little bit of fire going and uh turn them into a little bit of a shish kebab little uh little roasted uh clone force 99
0: it really makes you wonder about the Republic and or, and or the Empire's uh, recycling or lack thereof ability. Because this entire star ship seemed to be fully functioning aside from being like in a pit.
1: Yeah, you question whether the scrappers are really efficient at their job. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the Dianoga. Maybe the Dianoga, they were like, all right, let's just let this thing have the ship and, and we'll deal with the rest of them when they're trying to figure out what to do, because now they can't go out the the end of the ship because Crosser is waiting to uh, pick them off one by one. So they can't go backwards because obviously they now have a giant fire that's getting ready to take them all out. So they're trying to figure out what to do. Wrecker asks about Plan 7. I don't know what Plan 7 is. I really want to know what Plan 7 is because Echo says that Plan 7 has nothing to do with the situation.
0: I can't wait. You know, it's going to come out. They'll Eventually, tell us what it is, and you know, it's going to be bananas.
1: It's either going to, they're going to either tell us what it was or they're going to do it. Um, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Like, it'll be a later episode. It's like Plan Seven, and Echo will be like, Yes, Wrecker, Plan Seven. <laughs> and it'll just be like, it, Watch Plan Seven just be Wrecker picks like all of them up and like throws them in, like, a, like throws Echo or somebody into something. You know what? You
0: said that because I was going to joke it because I watched Thor Ragnarok last night. It'll be yeah. like, get help yeah when <laughs> thor throws loki at the people it'd be yeah. just that <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if they take that exact scene and it's like echoes like because they've already done dad dad jokes with the, is there an echo in here yes hi, yeah, i'm echo yeah, yeah. like i could see him doing something like that like oh no my my friend's hurt and then he like takes him and like uses him as a battering ram i mean
0: um, that would be perfect because it is disney and taika was the director of ragnarok and he's a director in star wars i'm, I'm telling you it, we could be on to something
1: so uh, we'll see i don't know i want to know what plan seven is i it, it's got me jazzed I, I just want to know even if it's something stupid i still want to know <laughs> I, I love little throwaway lines like that like well we'll use like plan 23 it's like well what's plan 23 like I, I need to know now like let's let's get a whole write-up i want the backstory of this plan hunter suggests that they use uh explosives to stop the ion engine It's not going to make a big enough explosion. So he's like, well, what if we detach the cylinder that we're in from the core? And they're like, well, that could work. So they take charges, place them all around the cone of the ion engine. uh, Right as they're getting ready to fully ignite this engine, they blow the charges, detaching the cylinder, causing the core to fire its engine at Crosshair and his forces. And they get just absolutely barbecued. You get roasted, crosshair, and this is probably gonna be another figure that like you were talking (laughs) about. I'm fine with it. (laughs) Bring it. Oh, what if they did like something random, like a Applebee's exclusive, (laughs) crosshair roasted (laughs) edition? (laughs) Applebees. Chili's exclusive, some random (laughs) retailer, and then you've got a bunch of Star Wars nerds showing up. Chili, it's like Denny's. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll be uh, Denny's.
0: It'll be yeah, Denny's.
1: It'll be Denny's again. As the cylinder's falling, the group gets split up. Hunter and Omega get split up in one group because even though there's more of a dad relationship with Wrecker and Omega, they really are pushing this Hunter Omega narrative. So they got to have those two together. The rest of the group is separated. So Hunter's like, all right, let's meet at the Havoc Marauder. Well, that's a rally point. Like, everybody just meet back there. So Hunter and Omega get to the Havoc Marauder first, and they find that all of the clones that were guarding it are dead.
0: <laughs> who who did you think it was going to be?
1: So I'll be honest. I, I had it spoiled for me. I don't know like how, but I was just scrolling like as I woke up, like casually checking stuff, and I I knew that Cad Bane was showing up. So I kind of had a feeling it was gonna be him. I was like, oh, that makes sense, but um yeah, other than that, if I hadn't known that, I don't think I would have known who. I honestly, I either would have gone with Fennec or Boba Fett because that's who I always go with if there's just some kind of destruction and, and a bounty or Dirge.
0: So, my initial reaction or thought it was going to be Cal Kestis because of where they were and the outfits that the scrappers used.
1: Yeah. That would, that would have been interesting. The only thing is the number of clone troopers and Cal would have been a child at the, that point because it's right after order 66. So he's hiding somewhere on Bracca. Um, it would have been a lot. I'm not saying he couldn't have done it, but it would have been cool. I really thought that cause they had teased like, there's a spe- like make sure to watch out. There's someone unexpected showing up tomorrow. Like, Ooh, who could it be? And I was like, well, they're on Bracca. Like Cal kind of makes sense we were all completely wrong. I don't think anybody had this on their radar, but Cad Bane, Cad Bane shows up. Cad Bane looks real clean in his new outfit too. Like, yeah. ooh. ooh, can't wait for that figure to come out.
0: Oh yeah. That's, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a silly hot toys figure.
1: That's going to be, well, cause they're doing all these bad batch figures. I would love to get a hot toys Cad Bane figure at some point. That'd be, um, Real nice. He'll probably make it to the Black Series because they already, I feel like, have the molds basically mm-hmm. because yeah. they just released the um exclusive or not just released, they released it a little bit ago, but they have the Cad Bane and Toto, uh his droid two pack. But he shows up and he's like, Hey, I gotta I gotta take this child. Hunter's like, I can't let you do that. He's like, Well, I'm not really asking. Like, I'm I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to do a job. He's like, Well, who's your employer? He's like, I can't tell you, that's classified. Like you're it's above your pay grade. And then we get this really cool, you know, Western style standoff between Hunter and Cad Bane. Both have their hand on their pistol ready to draw. I really like this because it reminded me exactly of the unaired animatic for Clone Wars season seven, before they brought it all back of Boba Fett and Cad Bane. So I think we've talked about this in the past, but the animatic for those who don't know is basically how Boba Fett gets his dent in his helmet. Uh he, is he and Cad Bane are in a standoff. They both draw their blasters. Boba Fett kills Cad Bane. Cad Bane shoots Boba Fett, dents his helmet. And I'm sure that's how they were going to explain the whole dented helmet uh, idea with um with Boba Fett and Clone Wars. This you have Hunter and Cad Bane having a standoff. They're both, you know, looking back and forth at each other. Who's going to pull first? And then they pull at the same time. Cad Bane shoots Hunter. Hunter shoots Toto, so he's off the mark completely. <laughs> like, not even close. Blasts off one of Toto's feet. So, poor little guy. Uh, and then Omega, using her little uh, her her crossbow, tries to shoot Cad Bane. Toto flies in, knocks it out of her hand. Cad Bane says, I'm sorry, little one. Like, <laughs> like Thanos throwing. <laughs> I'm sorry, little one. Uh, and he stuns Omega and takes her. Then the episode ends with Echo uh, waking up a wounded Hunter, getting him on the ship as they're getting on the ship. Wrecker asks where Omega is. Uh, They're exchanging fire with the clones as they flee, and then once they're on the ship and they're leaving, Hunter tells Wrecker a bounty hunter took Omega, and they have to find her. So the first couple of episodes of the show were the whole get the inhibitor chips out. We're on the run now i feel like the second half of the show is going to be let's go find omega and before we we dive into our our thoughts on the first half of the show uh a fun little thing is that the boot up sequence like when Hunter's coming back to um when he's you know waking up from being shot because apparently they're all just indestructible they have plot armor um but as hunter's waking up The sound that you hear is the exact same sound that you hear in the Republic Commandos game when you first start the game and they're showing the intro and it's like you're a a clone child uh, waking up in the the tubes, basically the test tubes Mm -hmm. and the cloning pods. So that was a cool little little Easter egg, cool little nod to uh, the Republic Commando game. Love it. So it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I lost my absolute mind when I saw Cad Bane. I (laughs) had no idea that he was going to show up Um, and it's cool to see him back. Um, I don't know if he's going to have a big presence or if this means that we're just going to have a whole bunch of bounty hunters showing up now, because if it's going to turn into like what the war, of the bounty hunters comic is where everybody's trying to get Omega now. So you've got Cad Bane with Omega. Cad Bane is the Boba Fett in this one. And then you're going to have Fennec trying to get Omega and maybe Dengar or or Boba Fett trying all to get Omega from Cad Bane. So we'll see. It could be. It could be fun.
0: It's funny. I woke up to a to three texts this morning from Todd that just said, "Bro, bro, the bad batch." <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good. It was worth it. I watched it on my phone laying in bed because I knew it was
1: going to be good. <laughs> I did the exact same. Like I woke up and I was like, "All right, let's get it going." Let's. Uh... <laughs> I almost stayed up until three a.m. and then I just passed out right before. <laughs>
0: All right. So, what what are your your overall thoughts on the sh- on the show thus far?
1: So, I think one thing that the show has done really well is it has uh, explained a little bit sort of the immediate aftermath of Order sixty six. You know, you know, we've heard about some of it, but we haven't really seen sort of the the chaos element of the Empire first finding its its footing and and that eventual transition to. The stormtroopers and and sort of all that explained. So I think that it's done a really good job of that. Uh, it's been fun to see some of the Clone Wars characters make cameos. Uh, kind of ties it all together, makes it one giant cohesive story. Um, and you know I'm enjoying Omega. <laughs> I think Omega is a really fun element in the show that we don't really get in, say, Clone Wars. Um, as someone who is. I guess the best way for me to describe her is she's like Grogu if Grogu could talk, maybe. So it's still that inquisitive, still learning, but also definitely gifted to a degree. Plus, her accent is fantastic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, her accent's great. Um, I I love that we're getting so much personality. I don't know if that's the right word for each of the the, the Bad Batch members. Like they're they're exactly who we thought they were, but we're just getting more and more doses of it, mm-hmm. and it's great. like, like record being so excited about walking into an armory was it was ridiculous, but it was a lot of fun i it, The only thing I've disliked I, I think that they've done a really good job with pace for this show, considering that it's multiple seasons, so they are not just jumping right to the end in the battle right away, and I think they're they're doing a really good job with that because there's what eight episodes to go this season.
1: Yeah, so there's 16 in the first season. And I guess one thing that I've always got to remind myself is that this is going to be multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. So they can't really lay all their cards out at once. Like It it is going to be a little bit of a slow build to get towards wherever this first season is going to end. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if they do it more of a cliffhanger kind of ending or if they tie everything up in this first season and then start with a new problem in the second season. I
0: wonder if they'll resolve the crosshair issue in the final eight episodes I feel in terms like, of him dying or him coming back. or
1: Well, and I feel like one thing that's sort of big in Star Wars is redemption. You know, we had mm-hmm. you know, in Rise of Skywalker, you have Kylo Ren's redemption as into Ben Solo. You've got Vader's redemption back to Anakin. Is that something that they're going to possibly tackle in the second half of this season or maybe in a later season for crosshair, you know, if, if he gets that inhibitor chip out, is he still going to commit to the empire or is it going to be, I, I personally don't think that he's going to become good. All of a sudden, I think he's going to get that inhibitor chip out and he's still going to be crosshair. He's still going to be loyal to the empire and, and loyal to whatever force that he thinks is doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, he he from the minute we met him, he was he always had that sketchy side. And I feel like this is this has really helped bring out who he is, really. And I don't think he's going to want to give that back up now, especially since this last episode, he was
1: messed up. So that's probably that's going to stick with him. It would be funny and not funny. It'd be tragic. But if. It turns out that crosshairs already had his inhibitor chip removed, like mm-hmm. the Empire removed his inhibitor chip, mm-hmm. and it's all just conditioning, yeah, like the empire's right the your your brothers are traitors, you know, sort of that repetition repetition beat you it beat it into him, kind of mentality yeah um could be could be an interesting little twist that they throw in to show that he wasn't really mind control he was acting under his own free will. And this is what he believes in.
0: What do you, um, what are you, what are you hoping to see for the second half?
1: So as far as the story goes, um, obviously now we've got this Omega rescue, uh, whether or not that's a couple episodes, whether or not that is the remaining eight episodes, whether or not she's rescued, whether or not she is rescued at the end of it is a great question. Um, just really them dive into that, I guess, for the next eight episodes and maybe a little bit more into each of the characters themselves, their motivations, their um, sort of how they tick and how they think, I think would be really interesting. Personally, you know, the fact that Cad Bane's here and now we've got Cad Bane and Fennec Shin and Fennec's probably going to show up again at some point. Getting more bounty hunters. I mean, they've sort of teased that The Bad Batch is is sort of operating as like a group of mercenaries. So, if they dive more into that underworld lifestyle in order to find Omega, sort of that, you know, we'll do whatever we have to in order to accomplish this mission, in order to find Omega. So, you possibly introduce Jabba the Hutt, maybe the more seedy parts of Star Wars, some of the more criminal elements of Star Wars. They could introduce Crimson Dawn. They could introduce more bounty hunters. I mean, there's a whole plethora of bounty hunters they can pick from. So I I think it'd be really cool if they, for the second half of the season, dive a little bit more into that mercenary kind of lifestyle. And then we see maybe a little bit of a division between Echo and Hunter as far as why why they're doing what they're doing. So I think Hunter is very driven by protecting Omega and a loyalty to Omega. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whereas Echo is a little bit more loyalty to doing the right thing and i could see he a little uh, possibly some issues arising from that and him wanting to maybe go with rex cuz rex is going to show up at some point i think this potentially is a little bit of spoilery a little bit of speculation but the toy outfits for the new rex figure um doesn't have like his pauldron and i can't remember if he had his pauldron in the show or not I think he did. So if that's the case, then Rex might Rex is probably going to show up
0: again. I, I really hope I would like for them to bring back Saul Guerrero to do, to do something meaningful, meaningful in the series. And that would be only, we got like such a glimpse of him in the, I don't, I don't want him just to be, Hey, here's Saul Guerrero. Our show is legitimate. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I hope they bring. Him, I hope they bring him back for a reason. Like he does something, and not just that quick cameo. That it just felt so forced. That I just like like to see them do something with that.
1: And that's that. I guess is one of my criticisms of the show so far is it has relied. I feel like a little too much on the familiar, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a cool way to connect things for people. Like obviously Cad Bane showing up, everybody lost their mind seeing that saw saw guerrero showing up everybody loses their mind over that rex showing up these are all characters that we know that we're familiar that we're comfortable with but i feel like at times the show leans a little bit too much on that on the familiar and it would be interesting to see some more original characters show up and the show stand a little bit more on its own and not so much rely on what we've seen in the clone wars
0: i think i think moving like season to season it will Because the people who are the new characters who have been introduced so far will continue to into the next seasons. And I don't think Rex is going anywhere because they've rewritten time and put him in Return of the Jedi. So he he sticks around.
1: Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, at some point, if they want to, they can explain how he found Wolf and sort of where we see him in Rebels, you know, the the full beard Rex and, and bald and all his glory. So they they definitely can obviously dive more into that and I feel like they're going to, you know, explain how other clones are than in obey order sixty-six and and I guess connect things a little more. Yeah. Um but at the same time I it would be nice to see some more original characters and characters that aren't tied to things that we've already seen. Yeah.
0: I guess let's get nuts any wild speculation.
1: I really think that Ahsoka is
0: going to show up at some point because just the, the six degrees of Ahsoka, we've got Rex, we've had the sisters from season seven, and I think they're, they're going to keep pushing season seven into it a bit, like you said before. So I, I'm assuming Ahsoka is going to show up for a minute or two, like Saul Guerrero.
1: Yeah, um, I, I as much and I, as much as I don't like it, it makes sense to a degree for Ahsoka to show up. Mm-hmm. I really think that the show will be stronger if she doesn't show up just because she's been in so much recently. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, season seven Ahsoka. We've got Rebels Ahsoka. We've got Mando Ahsoka. We're going to have her own spin off Ahsoka show. I just feel like we get so much Ahsoka stuff that it takes away from the core group of the Bad Batch if she shows up again. Just like I felt like her showing up in Mando kind of took away a little bit from uh, Din's story. To a degree, because so much of that second season ended up being like, "All right, well, we need to find more Jedi," and like, "Oh, here's a Jedi," and and like the it was sort of I felt like took away a little bit from Din's growth as a character because it was all right. Let me get this child to point B kind of mentality.
0: I, I we'll get into this when we do a Mandalorian season two episode, but I Mandalorian season two was not about Din in my opinion. It was about setting up Boba Fett and Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, I think they used it as a launch and off point for a lot of these future shows, which is okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mando Season 3 is going to go back to more. Mando, to really, <laughs> really back into Din, yeah. Um, but we'll talk about all of that in, a, mm-hmm. in another episode when we're not chatting all about the Bad Batch. But I don't know, speculation, theories, um, I think the Ahsoka I, one makes sense. Mm-hmm. I... I would love, like I said, I would love to see more bounty hunters. I think that would be really fun. I think they could get nuts with it. Do you think we'll see Vader pop up at some point?
0: Yes. But I don't think it'll be in action. I think it'll be along the lines of something with Tarkin. Even yeah. if it's just like Vader's walking by in the background or something. Like, I don't think he'll be a player in the game if he's picking up on I'm laying down.
1: Yeah, not like... Uh in Rebels where he's actually like fighting people. It's more like yeah. he's in the background sort of overseeing things. Yeah. He'll I, say I, something.
0: He'll say something sassy.
1: Yeah. Or it'll be like <laughs> Tarkin's talking to Palpatine on a, holoc- a holo a message or something. And, and mm-hmm. Vader's in the background or he's talking to Vader or something like that. But it, I think that we'll see Vader. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting.
0: There, there is something I would like to see. Changed or just see, I hope it happens in the future. And I, I really hope that the Bad Batch main crew does something to change their appearance. It's just so silly. Like, and, and Rex just walking about in his clone trooper armor, like, it's just, it just seems so out of character for Rex. You know, like, he's undercover. That's, this is, this is worse. Then when Anakin was undercover with Padme as a Jedi and he just had a poncho on with literally everything else.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I I think from a toy perspective, they'll change their outfits because you have new toy. New outfits means new toys, new Mm -hmm. new crazy. And that's why Boba Fett's got like seven different outfits now is because Mm -hmm. you can push more stuff. Um, But I agree. I think that it would be nice to see them sort of strip away some of that clone element and you get more mm-hmm. of that individuality and that personality. And I guess that's sort of what I, I would like to see moving forward is more of their own individual personalities really shine through. And we're mm-hmm. starting to get that. I mean, obviously we talk about record all the time because he's a big old teddy bear that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting more, more from each of those characters I think would be fun.
0: Yeah. I, and I really hope that it does happen. Um. <laughs> As for, like, more, I don't have any other speculation. I'm I'm kind of just really enjoying the show and not putting expectations on it. Uh, just week to week, it's just fun to watch.
1: Well, and there's no, like, like you said, no expectations. Like, I don't expect, like, we can speculate about Ahsoka showing up, but I don't expect mm-hmm. Ahsoka to show up, like, two weeks from now. I don't, there's some characters I would expect to see again. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. when we went without Crosshair for a while, I was like, all right, well, like, let's let's get crosshair back into the story. You know, yeah. Fennec I, I would expect to see again, but it, it is nice going into a show where you can just sit back and, and watch it all unfold. And, and you know, it's been great so far. It's been a really fun, enjoyable show. It's a lot more fun than I expected. When I first started, when they announced the show, I was like, well, I, I'm not really interested about this. I don't really, this doesn't tickle my fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a really pleasant ride and and I'm excited to see how they wrap out the next uh, 8 episodes and and what they give us only time will tell as they say but I think
0: that's going to do it for us this week if you guys want to keep the conversation going make sure you follow us over on Twitter Facebook Instagram and TikTok our TikTok is blowing up shout out to Todd for all the work he's doing over there uh, he's crushing it
1: it's it's a lot of fun we we do a lot of collection stuff. Um, you know, if, if you are curious about what we're posting, uh, we do just random videos that are are a little fun, try and, you know, stay up with the TikTok trends, which is always changing. Um, we do episode previews on Wednesdays, Tuesdays. I usually do some kind of toy unboxing or toy showcase or BP will post something about his collection because we have a problem and, we have more toys than we know what to do with, and then Fridays we post a fun fact so this uh today I posted about Tarkin and his slippers and how Peter Cushing rocks some slippers whenever you'd see any shots from the knee up of uh of grimmov Tarkin and it's a fun thing it makes me it's laugh a fun, it's a fun fact the the <laughs> fact that Tarkin blew up the death Star wearing slippers makes it uh, re- real fun and real intimidating so it, it's a good time if if you want to meet up with us over there We're we're having a, a fun time or if you're you know from tiktok and you're listening to the show welcome it's always a, a pleasure having other people on the show so
0: <laughs> and we're gonna have uh some actually some tiktok creators on a couple episodes here shortly so um we're making a push to make tiktok our thing so check us out and also share retweet our our post about our show uh like and comment on our Facebook page. Share our Instagram post in your stories. These little things like this that don't cost you anything help us tremendously. Tell your friends about us, whatever you do. We, we try to have a fun show that we're not preachy and we're not super educational, but we try to b- bring an element of what we're talking about in layman's terms, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, help us out. And then leave us a five-star review if you're listening to this on any other podcast platforms that allow you to leave reviews. So we appreciate everybody who's done that so far. Um, so we're really excited about where things are heading for our show. It's been crazy since we came back from our hiatus. So today's week 11 in a row. We've given you guys new content. So
1: <laughs> A lot of fun yeah, stuff coming down the loose. pipeline. And-
0: um, but yeah, for, for me, BP, and Todd... We'll see you guys next week, and remember, the Force will be with you always.